Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, after everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And you guys know we're getting ready to deal with the real life issues because how many of you know until we can we're willing to see ourselves, we can't be free from what we do until we're willing to admit that we have something wrong with us. We'll never see a need to repent from it. But we're not just here to focus on what's wrong. We're here to um, not just focus on the problem, but to focus on the promise, right? Um, today, we're here to expose, uh, we're here exposing um, the spirit of deception, okay? We're going to talk about this demonic spirit, disposing the spirit of deception. How many of you know that deception and seduction always starts with a demonic conversation? I'm, I, you know, you know, I got to ask you because I got to know, have you been conversating with the devil? We're getting ready to find out. <laughs> you know what? We're getting ready to dig deep and we're getting ready to find out because if so, we're, we're getting ready to be delivered and set free today because we all know that the mind, it definitely is the battleground. Okay, Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord. You said we're two or three are gathered together. There you are in your name. Holy Spirit, I ask that you give us a rhema word because you told us if we continue your word, we are your disciples indeed. And it's your truth, Father, that sets us free. So we come before you today, this day, Father God, asking and seeking and praying that you will take the blinders off our eyes every year in our lives where there's a devil lie, Father. We ask that you reveal it and you expose it, Father. And then you, so you, and we ask you for wisdom to be free, to be set free. For you said, whoever the Son sets free is free indeed, Father. We thank you for liberty, for setting our loved ones, our family members free. Father, we thank you for this rhema word. Anoint my lips of clay, Father. So when I open my mouth, you will speak through me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining in, for joining in. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Today, we're going to be exposing the spirit of seduction. Because uh, without seduction, you can't have deception. <laughs> and you guys already know where we're going. We're going to Genesis 1. Because, I mean, I always tell people, if you want to know how something works, always go to the beginning of how it was first done, right? Well, um better yet let's go a little bit further than that a revelation revelation 12 and i believe it's nine or seven where the bible talks about how there was a war in heaven and how the devil was kicked out of heaven right oh lucifer he was cast down from heaven to earth and um he came upon the earth to deceive the world so that spirit of deception um, is it's it, the devil is operating through the spirit of deception Right and seduction. Okay, so without without deception, you cannot have deception without seduction. Okay, <laughs> so let's see how these two work. Okay, so we'll go back to Genesis one. He says, and he said to the woman, uh, G- Genesis three and one. I'm sorry. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Oh boy, this here comes, you know what? Here comes the demonic conversation. How many of you know that when the demonic conversation starts, what the devil wants to do, he wants to convince us that God is lying and that he's telling the truth. 
He wants us to convince us that good is evil and evil is good. This is the demonic conversation. This is the spirit of seduction. This is the spirit of deception. It's getting ready. First of all, she shouldn't have been sitting there having a conversation with the devil. How many of you know 2 Corinthians 10 tells us that we're supposed to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So when the voice of the devil comes to your mind to try to convince you that good is evil and that right, wrong, right is wrong and wrong is right, instead of sitting there conversing with him and having a conversation with him, we got, we need to speak the word. You know what Jesus said? He said, it is written um, but, but that I will serve the Lord that God, that, you know, in him only. I will worship him only. Or he would tell the devil it is written, you know, when he was being tempted um, by the devil in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. How many of you know that we're in a word war? So when the devil comes with a word, we're supposed to come back with him with the word for the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? So when the devil comes with his word, we come with him with the word. This is how we fighting the good fight of faith, because we already know that the devil is already defeated. And how do you know that Jesus, he still is Lord. But here, this was a demonic conversation. So now here, the serpent is coming to Eve in Genesis 3, trying, Genesis 3 and 4, trying to convince her that what God said is not true. So here it is. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Well, we know prior um, Genesis uh, uh, Genesis 2, the Lord had already instructed them not to eat from the tree, uh, um, you know, not to eat from the forbidden tree, right? But um, here comes the devil trying to steal the word. Immediately after the seed of song, Satan comes to steal the word. Okay, this is the spirit of seduction. So uh, the Lord had already spoken to Eve and Adam prior to Adam. He had already told Adam prior to this event here what you could and couldn't do, right? Um, but now the serpent is coming to deceive. He's coming to trick her out of the truth. He's coming um, because, and then she don't know her identity. So here it is for you. God said that when you eat of it, you, your eyes will be open and you will be like uh, God, knowing good from evil. She didn't know she was already like God because <laughs> he had created her in his own image likeness, right? So let's go on down. So when the woman saw, I, I want you to look for the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, okay? Because these are the three temptations of Christ. These are the three doors. These are the three ways in which the devil gained access. The spirit of seduction and deception is able to gain access into our life. So when I read this, I want you to look for the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Okay, listen. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the eyes, and it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree, um, okay. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, lust of the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. So she, here she's desiring it, right? The tree was to be desired. Her flesh is wanting it. That's the lust of the flesh. Okay. So we have the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and to make one wise, the pride of life. She wanted to be wise. She was already wise, but she wanted to be wise like God. Isn't that why Satan got kicked out of heaven? Because he wanted to be like God. He wanted to be God. He said, I will exalt myself. You know, he wanted to be God. And Proverbs tells us that pride brings a man low. 
Okay, so when boast, this was the pride of life. The pride of life caused us to want to be boastful and prideful and have confidence in our own arm of flesh. God tells us to have no confidence in your own arm of flesh. So here we're seeing why she did what she did. The devil convinced her through the lust of the the um, through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. To to uh, he seduced her. with those three uh, open doors. What does the word of God say? So why am I focusing on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life? Well, because that's the love of the world. So uh, the Lord tells us in John, let me go here. These are the three temptations of Christ, and these are the three doorways in which the devil gains access into our lives. He tells us, he said, love not the world, right? Nor the things of the world. Because if we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. It's 1 John 2.15. Okay, let's read the King James. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So what is the love of the world? Let's go on down to uh, 1 John 2.16. Okay, and he's going to tell us what the love of the world is. Now, we just saw that in operation, right? We're finna go to it right now. First John 2.16 is going to tell us. It says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from God, but from the world. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So here's what he did. He enticed her. He seduced her. He uh, deceived her through these three gateways, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And, you know, Ecclesiastes tell us there's nothing new under the sun. So what's going on now has already been done. These are the three gateways in which the devil gains access into our lives. This is how the, the, the spirit of uh, deception and seduction works. He first, he, uh, you know, I'm sorry I gave it to you out of order. But he first, uh, well, she was first attracted by the lust of the flesh. It was good for food. Her, you know, we want food. So, so when she saw that the tree was good for food, that's the lust of the flesh. I'm sorry. And that it was delightful to the eyes. That's the lust of the eyes, right? And that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She wanted to be made wise. That's the pride of life. There's nothing wrong with being wise, but the Lord tell us not to be wise in our own eyes, but to depart from evil. You know, uh, she wanted to be, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and He would direct your path. Depart, uh, be not wise in your own eyes, but to depart from evil. That's Proverbs telling us that. Um, so He's saying not to be wise in your own eyes and your own ability, but understand that the wisdom, the the wisdom of God is the wisest kind of counsel. It's the wisdom of God is the beginning of, of uh, the fear of the Lord is the wisdom. The wisdom of God is the beginning of. It's how we fear the Lord, okay? So when you uh, have a desire to be wise, uh, the wisdom of God is going to teach you how to uh, fear the Lord because you're going to want to do what God wants you to do. You're going to, you know, when I say fear, I mean reverence, respect, not being afraid of God. So here we see it. This The, the devil, the spirit of seduction is in operation. He is seducing her. He is enticing her. Um, through the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. This is how it works for us also. 
you know, a lot of times people don't want to read the Bible because they don't know what it has to do with our everyday life. Well, when you're being tempted, the next time you're being tempted, I want you to think about this process. It's always going to start with what you can, uh, with what you want. It always starts with what you want. Let me tell you why. Um, the Bible tells us that a man is tempted. Let's see what causes a man to be tempted, right? So what causes a man to be tempted? James is getting ready to tell us. James 1, 14 through 16, it tells us. It says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and then enticed. So temptation is going to start with the lust of the flesh first because temptation comes because of what we want. You know, I want it and I want it now, right? So once the devil can get us to lust after something that's not good for us, okay? Once he can get us to lust after something that's not good for us, that's how he draws us in. That's how the devil's able to draw us in, through the lust of our flesh. It starts with the lust of our flesh. You got to want something because the devil is only tempting us with what's already inside of us. The devil is only going to tempt us with the things that we want, with the things that we like, right? Let me let me read into the whole scripture. A man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust. Give me one minute. I want to read the whole entire um, verse. I'm talking to you about, like, we're exposing uh, deception and, and uh, seduction. I'm showing you, we're talking about how this demon, this spirit operates. So here we say he's drawn away. Um, when he's enticed by his own lust, he's drawn away of his own lust and then he's enticed, right? Now, after the, the serpent drew her in with what she could see, because she said it, it looked like it was good for food, right? It, it was good for food. Her flesh began to hunger for it. Let me read back up. Um, let me go back to 12 and, and read this whole thing. Um, James... Um, Chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Blessed is the man that endured temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Okay? Neither tempt he anyone. In other words, God is not tempting anyone with evil. So if you're being tempted, God is not never going to test you but with evil. Okay? God does not tempt anyone, any man by evil. Okay. And then 14 is going, we're going to go into tell what causes us to be tempted. This is how the devil is able to gain access into, into our lives. It doesn't, when we think of temptation, we're usually thinking of sex, but this is in every area of our lives. This is why it's hard for us to fast. This is why it's hard for us to do what God say do. This is why we're tempted to quit because our flesh does not want to endure hardness like a good soldier. So uh, 14 says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, his own lust. You hear that? The lust of the flesh. That's the first line of defense. The lust of the flesh. She was, she saw that the food was good. The lust of the flesh. And then enticed after, okay, so she didn't walk away from it, but she still sat there and she still continued to have the conversation 
with the serpent, right? Some of us are still sitting there and we're still having conversations with the devil. And the Lord is saying, don't sleep with that man. Don't sleep with that woman. That's not your spouse. Whoops. Yep. I said it. Been there and did that. There's no condemnation. But you know, in order to uh, be free, delivered from a lie, we have got to know what the truth is, right? So we gotta, we're going to have to deal with these real life issues because we can relate to these real life issues. I know that the world has got it set up where it looks like it's sociably acceptable, but fornication, God has said, um, all other sins is outside the body, but sexual immorality is against the body, right? This is what the word of God says. So don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stick here with the subject. We're talking about how Eve was tempted, how she was deceived, right? And this is how deception, deception and and seduction, they go together. So Eve was deceived. Because she did, she did not believe. And that's why Eve was a seed, because she did not believe. Even though Eve knew what the word of God said, she did not believe what the word of God said. And, and that's a lot of us today. There's no condemnation. Now, you know that this is for grown folks only. This is grown folks radio podcast. Okay. Now, so um, promise me you won't run when co- correction comes, because we're not for every problem. God has a promise. So hold on, wait a minute. Okay. So, but we have to get through this. And I know the reason this is hard. The only thing that's suffering is our flesh. When the truth comes, that's the only thing that suffers because our spirit is fine. Okay. But it says, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin and sin. When it is finished, it brings forth death. Cause we know that the wages of sin is death, right? Isn't that what the Lord told them? Um, that if they ate from that forbidden tree, they would surely die. But the serpent told them, you're not going to surely die. Uh, it says, do not err, my beloved brother. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it come down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness, no, um, neither shadow of turning. So every good and perfect gift comes down from the father. Okay, so this was this here. Here's the serpent convincing her that she's not going to surely die after God had already told her that she was going to die. And here we see that uh, Eve was a Bible-believing believer. I mean, she carried the word. She knew the word. You know, that's just like us. I'm trying to bring it. Hold on. I'm bringing it right to where we're at because I'm going to show you how the word of God has to apply with our life. Okay. Uh, Believers just believe. Okay. Believers read the word, believe the word, and then they act on it because we act on what we believe to be true. Right. So here, the Lord had already told her that she would surely die. But the devil, that the demonic conversation that she was having with that serpent who was more cunning and crafty than every other beast of the field, he was seducing her. And how was he seducing her? Because he was presenting her with what she wanted. Hmm. It was what she wanted, but the problem was it wasn't what God wanted. She was being enticed by what she wanted, the lust of the flesh. And the lust of the flesh, like I said, is not just sexual immorality, um, but the lust, lust of the flesh is anything that our flesh want that God said we can't have. Anything that our flesh want to do. God said walk in love. Our flesh don't want to walk in love. You know, temptation comes in all different shapes and forms. But I want you to know that the devil is tempting us with what's already inside of us because the Bible says a man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and then he's enticed. 
So we're going to talk about how do we get free from temptation? How do we change the evil desires in our hearts so the devil can't tempt us with what's on the inside of us? But we're, we're working our way. Hold on. I'm coming right there to you. Hold on. Don't leave without finding out what the solution is, okay? It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good, okay, we already went through that, uh, and it was a delight to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of his fruit and she ate it. Now, after, now all this happened, she was all, she all the, she loved the world. That's why the Lord said, love not the world, nor the things of the world. Because when you love the world, it causes us to lose our desire for the word. So she was loving the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. All three of that is in operation in Genesis 3, um, 6 and 7. All that happened there. She saw it. She she said it was good for food, lust of the flesh. It was the delight to her eyes, lust of the eyes, and it was a, it was going to make her wise, pride of life. These are the three doors. These are the three gateways. Pay attention when temptation come. Ask yourself, what is it I want? It's always going to start with the lust of the flesh because that's the outward person. Right? That's the house that we live in. It's always our flesh is opposite to what the spirit wants. So the word of God tells us that we walk in the spirit, we won't feel the lust of the flesh. Right? So if we walk in love, because love overcomes evil. So to walk in the spirit, if we walk in love, which is walking in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we're walking in the love of God, we're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh because our, our love for God comes out of our obedience to God. So we can't walk in love and evil at the same time. This is why the Bible tells us that love overcomes evil, right? God is love. The devil is evil. So when we're walking in love, we're walking in the spirit. We're walking in in sync, in agreement with the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit is opposite to evil. So let me see if I can get through this. So when the woman, when she ate, it says in uh, Genesis 3 uh, and 6, it says she also gave she turned, she gave some to her husband, who's supposed to be her husband, who was with her, and he ate too. So Adam was right there with Eve. He was right there the whole time she was having this demonic encounter with this serpent. Uh, he was right there when she was dealing with oppression, depression, uh, demonic attacks. The devil was trying to steal her mind. He was right there when she was being seduced by this demon. He was right there. Isn't that kind of sound like adultery, right? Everything starts with a demonic. Every every deception, every seduction starts with a demonic conversation. <laughs> we, we're talking about this right now. but um, So I, I, I want to know who's seducing you. Oh, yeah, I said that. I said that. Who or what is seducing you? Who or what isn't? What's, what's, your, what's enticing you? What, what lust of the flesh is the devil using to get you to do not what, you know, to not do what God say do? And this is for all of us. There's no condemnation. We get ready. A, a lot of times we don't understand the process of seduction because it is. Deception starts with seduction. He seduced her. He enticed her with what she wanted. He said, here, you can have this chocolate. A little bit ain't going to hurt. Here, you can do this a little bit. It's not sure. You're not going to surely die. You know, the doc, they, they didn't really mean what they said. God didn't really mean what he said. You're not going to surely. He didn't really mean that when he said that. 
you know, and that's what Satan wants. He wants us to believe that he's telling the truth and that God is telling the lie. And so they heard the sound of the Lord. So they, he gave it to both of them. The husband was there. He, she turned to him. He ate also. Adam ate also, knowing that what God said, he told him not to do it. Then the eyes of both were open. It was after they both ate that both of their eyes were opening. The eyes weren't open when she ate. The eyes were open when he ate. Both of their eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloth. Uh, 1 Timothy 2 and 14, I just wanted to, um, well, Romans 5, 17. So I'm, I'm emphasizing the fact that then the eyes of both were open. It was after both of them ate. It was after, see, when she ate, her, the eyes weren't open. But when he ate, both of their eyes were open. Uh, Romans 5 and 17 says, For it is by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through the one man, which was Adam. How much more will those who receive an abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Um, there's a version say, by one man's disobedience, we were all made sinners. And by one man's obedience, which is Christ Jesus, we, we were all made righteous. By one man, Adam, disobedience, we were all made sinners. But by one man, Jesus, righteousness, we were all made um, righteous, right? So in other words, Jesus had to come and undo everything that the devil did. Because Adam gave the devil access into the world. First Timothy 2 and 14 says, And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman who was deceived and fell into transgression. Right? So Adam wasn't even deceived, and yet he still ate. He knew. He wasn't deceived. His eyes, his eyes he went into the situation well aware of what was going on. He knew that they weren't supposed to be eaten from that tree, but yet, because he did not stand in his rightful place as a husband or as a houseman, he stood there and watched watched the encounter. He watched his wife have this demonic conversation. I'm not blaming him, but I'm saying as the husband, as the houseman, he should have been taking authority over that and not going along with it. So anyways, so after they did what God told them not to do, then they, they sewed the fig trees together. To uh, They wanted to hide themselves. And, you know, and that's what sin does. Sin wants, you know, this is how you know when you know you're not, you're not doing something right. Anytime you have to lie, cheat, steal, or kill to do what you did, that's a sign that that's, that's, that's not right. That was against God. Condemnation will always follow sin. You know, the Romans, I think it's Romans 8 and 1 said, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who walk according to the flesh, uh, to, to those that are in Christ Jesus, those who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If we live according to the flesh, we're going to walk in condemnation because the flesh, in other words, the area of our life where we want to do what we want to do, that's the area that the devil is operating in. That's the, the devil's arena. Um, but those, when you walk in the spirit, you're not going to not only fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, you're not going to do what you want, what your flesh want. When you walk in the spirit, when you walk in love, you're not going to do what your flesh want. Um, but when we do, don't walk in the spirit and we do allow our flesh to do what it wants, the condemnation is going to come because Satan is the accuser of the brother. Now, the same serpent who told you, who convinced us not to do what we weren't supposed to do, after you do what he say, he's going to come back and then he's going to accuse you and mock you. God don't love you. You see what you did? Now, he's the same one who sat there and had that conversation with Eve to tell her to do what she did. 
He's opposite. Evil is opposite to good. We know this. The devil is opposite to God. Okay? So temptation does not come from God. He said, let no man, God does not tempt anyone with evil because God cannot be tempted by evil. So let no one say when he is being tempted that God is tempting him. That's a lie. If you think that God is tempting you, you're not going to see a need to resist. But God is not trying to tempt you with evil. Okay? So let's, let's move on here. We're talking about exposing the spirit of deception and seduction. You can't not be uh, uh, deceived without first being seduced. Who's deceiving you? Who's seducing you? Um, So here, we're going to see if we can go on. So here they hid themselves and they made loincloths because sin makes you ashamed. Sin causes you to be embarrassed. But I have some good news for you as a believer. The Bible says if we if we do sin, that we have an advocate with the Father. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Never to remember it again. The Lord cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. You know the east and the west never connects, okay? So when God forgives us of something, he never comes back to remind us of what we've done. The devil does that, okay? He's the accuser of the brethren. Um, So we need to receive God's forgiveness. And when we don't receive God's forgiveness for ourselves, what we're saying is that the blood of Jesus is not enough. Okay? But we know that the blood of Jesus is enough. And the same way we know we must forgive others, we must also forgive ourselves. Because when we don't forgive ourselves, we will walk in self-condemnation. And that's the arena with the devil. If the devil can keep you from thinking that God loves you, keep you from believing that God is not forgiving you, it's going to keep you from doing what he has asked you to do. You cannot serve the Christ in a seat of condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So uh, when we fall down, because we will fall down, just get back up. The Bible says a righteous man will fall down seven times, but he gets back up. Why does he get back up? Because his heart desire really is to sincerely is to please the Lord. Okay, so why did uh, Adam eat? Okay, let's go on and read this a little bit. So why did I'm going to ask this question? So why did Adam eat the eat the fruit knowing and he wasn't deceived? Well, Adam ate the fruit. Not because he was deceived. Adam ate the fruit because he was seduced. <laughs> that spirit of seduction. He was seduced. He wasn't deceived. She turned around and gave it to him and he ate. Why the serpent didn't come for the man? The reason he didn't come for the man because the man wasn't deceived. He knew the man wasn't deceived. So he came for the wo- he came for the woman. But if the man would have been in his proper place, husband, house man, banning his house, protecting his wife, protecting his kids, standing in the gap, praying, praying over his wife, praying for his wife. I'm not saying that she was she didn't have no fault. That's not what I'm saying. But God did leave him in charge. And he said that the husband is the head. I'm not talking about boyfriend. OK, I know the world uh uh, calls it partners in life, but I'm telling you what the word of God say. I'm telling you as believers, believers believe. And it's so important that we stick with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, lest we find ourselves preaching another gospel, not that there is another gospel, but if you, we cannot pick and choose which part of the word of God we want to do. So if you're going to be, if you're going to live together, why not just get married? There's no such thing as common law marriage. God does not recognize common law marriage. Yes, I said that. 
Okay, because the reason I say that is because the word of God says that. It says, let every man have his own wife and every woman have her own husband. So if you're with someone that you're not married to, that's not your husband. If you're with someone who has a wife, that's not your husband. If you're with, with someone that has a husband, that's not your wife. Okay, let's let's just keep the order of things. Don't hold on. Wait a minute. We have to clarify these things. You know, I wrote a book, um, the very first book I ever wrote was called Dating Identify, Marrying God's Way. And I said to the Lord, when he asked me to write this book, I said, are you serious? You want me to write this book? He says, yeah. I said, well, shouldn't we be talking about the end times, Lord? You know, we can see all this stuff. He said, I destroyed a whole city because of sexual morality, Sodom and Gomorrah. Because he said, every other sin, when we commit sexual morality, that's... uh, Every other sin is done outside the body, the Bible says. But when we commit sexual morality, um, 2 Corinthians 6, it says we sin against the body. Why? Because we have to actually take the physical body parts to commit the act. The Bible tells us our body is not our own, but we've been bought with the price. Our body, if we're born again believers, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And whoever we have sex with will become one with that person. That's why you feel like you already married because you've tied your soul to that person when you had sex because you cut a blood covenant doing the, doing the act. There's blood in the sperm, in the orgasm. Yes, we can talk about this. We are grown. I'm trying to talk to you about what's going on in the real world and why um, how, how subduction without uh, you cannot have deception without having seduction he said she seduced him she seduced him he was seduced he turned and he ate he knew it wasn't right but yet he still went along and did it because he was seduced he was enticed right so he too sinned Adam sinned and when he did it that's when the fall came that's when both of their eyes were open according to Genesis, then both of their eyes became open. Why? What happened? When Adam ate, every sperm cell in his body became contaminated, which means we were all born into sin. That's why we have to be born again. I'm not trying to get on that right now. It says Adam was not deceived. Adam was seduced. He was aware of what was going on, but yet he still did what the woman wanted him to do. He was deceived. I mean, he was seduced. He wasn't deceived. He was seduced. And if you continue to read on through Genesis 3 and 1, Adam was not deceived. He was seduced. We're talking about exposing the spirit of deception. So we say that the three door gateways uh, and the three temptations of Christ was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You know that the serpent came to tempt Jesus because he was hungry because he had fasted for 40 days so he was hungry that was the lust of the flesh then the Satan took him up onto uh, a high mountain and said if you bow down and worship me I'll give you all of this that was the uh, lust of the eyes because he was trying to tempt him with something that he can see right then he said um, uh, uh, if you be the son of God he wanted to challenge his identity because he didn't know who he the devil was he will test your identity and if you don't know who you are, he'll be able to get you in that arena. But Jesus knew who he was. He said, if you be the son of God, then uh, cast yourself amongst the stone and the angels will lift you up. 
Right. But Jesus said, it's not written. You shall not test the Lord thy God because I already know who I am. Satan. you cannot test me because I already know who I am. I, you know, and we as believers have to know who we are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new because the devil will try to bring up your past to keep you from your future. He'll try to say, well, you can't sit up and talk about fornication, having sex outside of marriage. You did that. Yep, he's absolutely right. But guess what? I say like what the Apostle Paul says. I myself has sinned against no man. What are you saying, Pearlie? What I'm saying is second walking in agreement with 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. What was he doing? I'm identifying with my new man because the real us, how many of you know that the real you is your spirit? And once you become born again, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 tells us that you are a new creation. How many of you know that God wants to teach us how to live from the inside out? So here, here we have it. There's the story. Adam sinned not because he was seduced. I mean deceived, but Adam sinned because he was seduced, right? What is it that's seducing you? We're here today to expose the spirit of subduction because without subduction, you cannot have deception. You have to be seduced, induced, drugged, When you're seduced, then you can be deceived. But Adam walked straight into it. Eyes wide open. Here we see the story of Delilah and Samson. I, I, I pray I get time. We're going to see the same operation. I'm trying to show you the handiwork of the devil and that there's nothing new under the sun. Every time you're tempted, to not, every time we're tempted and we don't do what God say do, these three Doors are open in an operation. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Love not the world, nor the things of the world. The Bible says to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. Why is this? Because when we when we give in to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's going to cause us to sin. And when we're living in sin, it causes us to not to be God's friend. Right. So what the love of the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. So when we um. When we love the world, then we don't love the world. God, love not the world, nor these things. He's talking about things. Love not the world, First John telling us, nor the things of this world. For when we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. So when we're lusting after the things of this world, right, through the pride, or through the, or the, or the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, we're, tr- we're trying to get all these things it's nothing wrong with things, but when we're lusting after it, it's going to draw us away from the love of God. The love of the world is going to cause us away, draw us away from the love of God. Seek first, Jesus said, the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. Why is he putting the order? The order is to seek God first, not the things first. To seek the, seek the creation, the creator first, not the creation. It will seek the creator first, the Lord Jesus Christ. All these things that God has created, he will add unto us because we might not have all we want, but we have all we need. If we have clothes, fooding, raiment, shelter, we have what we need. Um, but God will give us some of the things that we want. If we seek first the kingdom of God, 
and his righteousness. He's not wanting us to go off on our own trying to get these seeking the things first. Because when we start seeking after the things, that's when the devil can get us through the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And these things draw us away from the love of God. This is why we lose our love for God. This is how we lose our fire and our desire and our hunger for the things of God because we're no longer seeking first the kingdom, but we're seeking after these other things. So that's why God said, I don't want you chasing after the things because when you start chasing after the things, you start running after the world and you lose interest in the W-O-R-D. You start chasing after the W-O-R-L-D and you lose interest in the W-O-R-D. Okay, Um, so let me see if I can get through Delilah. We, the story of Del, uh, uh, Delilah, Samson and Delilah. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's Judges 16. Please go back and read Judges 16. So Delilah, three times uh, uh, Samson told her a lie about where his strength was. And so Samson went into the situation eyes wide open. Okay, just like just like Adam, right? Adam was not deceived. Samson he, he ignored all the red flags. He ignored all the warning signs. He knew exactly what she was trying to do because every time he would tell her that if you do this, then I'll lose my strength. If you tie me up, I'll lose my strength. You know, you put my hair up in a, in a, in a bun, I'll lose my strength. Every time he would tell her what his strength was, she would send people in to do what he said. So his eyes, he was just ignoring all the warning signs. Everything was there. She even asked him, you know, to tell me what makes you strong. She, you know, he was not deceived. He was seduced. <laughs> uh, we, finna, we finna expose this spirit of seduction because you can't be deceived without first being seduced by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of eyes. That's the greatest, that's the devil's subduction. The devil's subduction is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of eyes. This is how he lures us in, okay? He, he's always, he always has an evil agenda. He wants you to think that right is wrong and wrong is right and good is evil and evil is good. That is the deception. And once he can trick you out of the truth, and once he can, can convince you that evil is good and good is evil, that right and wrong is wrong and wrong is right, then he, he has pretty much got you operating up under the influence of this is called deception. Right? That's how Eve was deceived because she gave in to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And she did eat and she did die spiritually. Delilah, okay. So here it is, Judge 16. Judge 16. Um, I want to go, let me see. I want to start about, um, uh, she talked, She he, he kept telling her these lies, right? And she kept falling for the lies. She, she, he, 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 so he understood what she was doing. Verse 15, Judge 16, 15. I'm going to start there. How can you say, I love you, she asked, when your heart is not with me? Now she's trying to, she's trying to seduce him. She's trying to get on the inside. She's doing her little manipulation game. This spirit is very manipulative. Um, but, you, you know, I'm asking the question, are you having a demonic, what kind of demonic conversation are you having with the devil? What lie has the devil told you to make you believe that the word of God is not true? Because really every area in our lives where we're living contrary to the word of God, 
we're operating in deception if we have given in to the lie. If we're in the early stages of it, we're just being seduced. And we're just in the conversation part still where Joe is calling Sally and Joe has a wife and Sally knows Joe has a wife, but he hasn't hung up that phone yet. That's the seducing stage. You know, we're, we're first, in, we're first um, the lust of the flesh has to come in operation first and then the lust of the eyes and then the pride of life. So if you haven't if you haven't made it all the way through, stop it right now. And what we have to do is just begin to... And, and I'm not just talking about in relationships. I'm not just talking about sexual morality. I'm talking about in any area of our lives. Maybe you're cheating on your taxes. Maybe, you know, um, God knows, you know, man looks at the at heart. But God, uh, the, uh, the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Okay, so whatever it is, I don't know what, what's your why lie. I don't know what it is that the devil is trying to convince you of that it's okay. You know, it, it, you know, it's okay. What sin is the devil trying to convince you that it, it's okay? If we're living a lifestyle of sin, then we've given into seduction and we're operating under deception. The Bible says he, he, Eve didn't, Adam didn't start off being deceived. But how can two walk together except they both agree? So if you're living a lifestyle that's contrary, I'm talking about an everyday lifestyle. I'm not talking about us falling down and getting back up because we all do that. Because Jesus said, if we say we have fellowship with him and we still walk in darkness, we're a liar. In other words, if, if I say I'm walking in fellowship with God, but my lifestyle is contrary to who God is and how God is, he's saying that's a lie because Two can only walk together except they both agree. I cannot walk in fellowship with God and be at, I live a lifestyle contrary to God. Hold on, just wait a minute. Okay? Now, we know there's no condemnation in it because, you know, the truth of the matter is God tells us, he said, my people are destroyed because they a lack of knowledge. One translation says my people are destroyed because they don't know. So now you know. Now that you know, today is a, is a new day, Okay? And so today, because we're learning something new, guess what? We get to do the new. You know, we get to do it. God say, now we're understanding how the devil operates, how that spirit of seduction, you have to be seduced before you can be deceived. Okay. So Adam wasn't deceived. Adam was seduced. So here, Delilah and Samson, the same story. He He wouldn't tell her where his strength was and Every time he would tell her a lie, she would expose herself. She kept exposing herself. He ignored all the red warning signs. He ignored all the warning signs. So finally, she started playing with his heart. She said, well, if you really love me, then you would do this. If you really love me, you would really do that. You know, finally, she pressed him daily. Uh, She asked him, when your heart... Uh, let's go back to 15, Judges 16, 15. How can you say, I love you, she asked, when your heart is not with me? This is the third time you have mocked me and failed to reveal to me the source of your great strength. This spirit of seduction always has an agenda and a motive. The devil was using her. So if we wanted to put it in a spiritual term, Delilah was the devil, okay? And she was trying to seduce Samson. Because the devil wants to know your strengths and your weakness. If the devil can find your strength, he's going to know your weaknesses. The devil knows our weaknesses. He knows what he can tempt us with. But we don't have to constantly keep giving into that temptation. 
So how do we change our heart desires? By delighting ourselves in the Lord and renewing our mind to the word of God. In order to be ye transformed, we have to renew our mind like Romans 12 and 2 tells us. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to change our way of thinking before we can change our way of living. We have to find out what the truth is to be set free from a lie. We, we have to change the hard drive on our mind to be free from these evil desires the spirit of uh, this the spirit of deception the spirit of seduction the spirit of deception without the seduction you cannot have deception first the devil is going to try to seduce you before he can deceive you when Delilah realized okay so now we go on to judges 1616 finally after she had oppressed them daily with her words, and pleaded until he was sick to death or he was vexed, one translation says, just constantly nagging him, nagging him, nagging him. Where is your strength, Samson? Where is your strength? What's making you strong like this? Uh, remember, the sh- her whole reason for trying to find out his strength was so they could plot and plan and, kill- and destroy him and kill him, right? So they can seize him. Because he had an assignment to destroy the Philistines. So the devil sent her on an assignment to try to destroy the man of God. She wanted to know where his his anointing was. She wanted to get inside his heart. She said, if you say you, if you really love me, you've mocked me three times. Why is it Samson? Why did he keep playing around with this demon knowing that she was up to no good? The Bible said, can a man take fire into his bosom and not get burnt? He thought he was wise. He was being wise in his own eyes. Because first of all, his family had already told him not to go and mess with this Nazarite woman. But he was trying to be wise in his own eyes. Let no man say when he is being tempted by evil that God is tempting him. God wasn't telling him to do this. He was full of pride. I'm going to play with this devil. Quit playing with the devil because you're not strong. Oh, ain't nothing going to happen. We just friends. Okay. I just want you to know that the devil, when that spirit of seduction comes, it's always on an assignment. When the devil comes to seduce you, it's always to destroy you. <laughs> and so once we give into that spirit of deception, uh, seduction, that's when deception moves in. So when Delilah realized that he had revealed to her all that was in his heart. Okay, let me go back to 16. Finally, after she had pressed him daily with her words and pleaded until he was sick to death, Samson told her all that was in his heart. Oh, Lord Jesus, my hair has never been cut because I have been a Nazareth to God from my mother's womb. If I shave my strength, my, if I shave, my strength will leave me and I will become as weak as any other man. Lord Jesus, never tell the devil your secret. He knows what we're weak at because he's the one who comes to tempt us. But we can shut those open doors. We can actually, when we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God, like the Bible say, we can resist the devil and he will have to flee. In other words, when I say, God, I want what you want, I'm not going to eat that pork chop today. I'm not going to eat that chocolate. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sleep with Johnny, with, with, um, with Johnny. He's not my husband. I'm not going to sleep with Betty. She's not my wife. I'm not going to seduce, try to seduce this or lie today on my taxes, or I'm not going to do this. I don't know what, I don't know. There's no, hold on, wait a minute. 
There is no condemnation in it because today is another day and we get to do what God said. We're learning and we're all growing from faith to faith. And I know it's a hard word because deception is a hard spirit. Remember, the greatest deception is self-deception. And when we, we, we can, there is a way that seemeth right, but the end thereof is death. After Eve had moved in from seduction, from being seduced into deception, she really thought what she was doing was okay. But thank God the Spirit of God came on the scene and she said, hey, the serpent deceived me. She said it deceived her. He tricked me out of the truth. He led me to believe that what you were saying was a lie and what he was saying was true. Look at, the, look at your life. In every area in our lives where we're living contrary to the Word of God is an area in our lives where we've been seduced and deceived by the devil. If my lifestyle is contrary to what God is saying, whatever, or even the areas in our life, because we're all growing from faith to faith and glory to glory, right? So none of us have arrived. So those areas in our lives that we're living contrary to what God is saying is area in our lives that uh, we're believing a devil's lie. So that's why I ask, what's your why lie? So what we need to do, we need to fast, pray. We need to repent. If we're living a lifestyle of sin, or even if we're not, we need to repent to turn away from and make things right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because none of us is promised tomorrow, so don't put off today on what you can do. Don't put off today for tomorrow because we're not promised tomorrow. Right? So if you can hear the voice, my voice, hard not your heart. But Delilah, she she worked on him and she vexed him and she nagged him. And she had no her her motives for him was not good. They were evil. They was to destroy him. They was to curse him. She didn't care anything about him. But he loved her, but she didn't love him. You know, be be careful of that because just because you might love somebody might not mean that they love you. Be careful with that. I'm talking about the spirit of seduction and deceit. It says, when Delilah realized that he had revealed to her all that was in his heart, she sent the message to the lords of the Philistines. She went and told the devil his secret. Come up once more, for he has revealed to me all that's in his heart. He told me all his dark secrets. Guard your heart. Um, I, when I say guard your heart, I'm not saying don't put don't put walls up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying don't let the devil know everything that you're what you're up to. When you know that somebody don't mean you no good, don't ignore the warning signs because that's a devil. He's trying to seduce you. He's trying to pretend to be your friend, and for real, he's not your friend. He's trying to find out your secrets. Jesus said to the the. the uh, disciples. He said, no, I no longer call you a servant because a servant doesn't know what the master do, but I call you a friend because a friend knows the father's business. So you don't just let any and everybody in on your secrets because the devil will send people in your life on an assignment to seduce you, to find out what's your strengths, what's your anointing, what's your weaknesses. So he, to prey on your downfall, the spirit of seduction, you cannot be deceived without first being seduced. Remember, the lust of the eyes, it was good for food. The lust of the flesh, I mean, the lust of the eyes, yeah, it was good for food. The lust of the flesh, and she desired it. She wanted it. The lust of the eyes, it looked good. She did not desired it, right? The lust of the flesh, her body looked nice. It caused me to want her. His body looked nice. It caused me to want him. The food looked good. It caused me to want it. 
right? I don't know what it is. It was easier just not to tell the truth than to lie about my taxes. It was easier just to tell a lie than the, you know, the lust of the flesh. Every time we do what our flesh want, we don't do what God wants. I'm, that's for everybody. There's no condemnation because once again, it, um, it all comes out of relationship, relationship, relationship. You know, God, Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. So how do we learn to love God? We have to learn to love God by spending time with God. Okay. So let's, let's go. Our obedience to God comes out of our love relationship. So let's, let's uh, spend more time um with the Lord so we can fall in love with him and so we can love on him like he loves on us. So we can um, repent and turn away from that those things. It's easier when you have a love relationship with God to be obedient to God because it's, it's hard to obey somebody you don't know. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about knowing about God. If we can live a lifestyle of sin and don't feel conviction, then we're none of his. Or that's a sign of a hard heart. That's not a good place to be in. Or it could be in deception. Now, uh, when people are dealing with, with a spirit of deception, when you come to try to tell them the truth, they will sometimes hate you because the truth is not, their truth has become their lie. When we begin to call, that's why it's so important not to harden our heart when we hear the word of God. It's nothing personal, okay? Um, it's, when correction comes, it's because God loves us, not because he hates us. When correction comes, it's because God is trying to protect us from the, th- from, from the evil one. Isn't that why would you correct your kids? You correct your kids because you love them, not because you hate them. It's because you're trying to protect them and keep them safe. And so it's the same way. Likewise, when God was telling Eve not to eat from the Adam, not to eat from that tree, it wasn't because He was trying to withhold anything good from Him. Because He's given His only begotten Son. What else is there He will not freely give us? He told Him not to do it because He was trying to protect them, keep them from dying. But, you know, in the natural, he's like, well, God is just trying to keep something. The devil wants us to think that God is trying to keep something good from us. He said, go on and eat it. You're not going to surely die. He knows that in the day that you do, you're going to become like him. He just don't want you to know good from evil. But God is good and the devil is evil. And so you cannot be deceived without first being seduced. So I'm getting ready to end here. My time is about running out. Read Judges 16, the entire chapter. Um, and and, and um, when you're being tempted, look for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Be quick to repent. It doesn't have to go through his own, his entire full courses. We change our desires by delighting ourselves in the Lord. When we delight ourselves in the Lord to give us the desires of our heart and our desires will become God's desires. Do you really think he's going to give you his fleshly desire? So this is why I say delight yourself in the Lord first. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Spend time with the Lord. The same way you spend time with your spouse. The same way you spend time with your friends, your children, and everybody else. We must seek first the kingdom of God and put him first. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, please accept him today. Um, if you can hear the sound of my voice. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that we can, if we confess with our mouth that... Um, Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe in our heart that he did die and raise, that we shall be saved. So, Father, we thank you for saving us, for we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He did die, and he's going to rise again. Uh, And uh, thank you for saving us. And we repent, Father God, right now, Lord God. Convict us um, and give us your wisdom, Father, to know how to do the right thing, Lord God. Give us a hunger and a desire for the word of God, for the things of God, for the will of God, for the way of God, Father God. And we say that we're sorry, Lord God, for godly sorrow, worketh repentance, 
under salvation. When we're sorry to God, it will cause real change to take place in our lives. Listen in on my podcast, Lord Help Me to Change. Um, Thank you guys again. All my books are online at Amazon under Arthur Pearlie Martin Books. Um, if you'd like to support our podcast, please hit the support button. If you'd like to leave a prayer request, hit the message button. I will get back with you. You guys follow us on Facebook at Pearlie Martin Podcast. Um, if you'd like to pray, join the prayer room, okay? Um, and I'm If you guys would like to uh, support our community outreach for our disaster relief, WeCare, W-E-E-C-A-R-E, 1966.us, visit our website, hit that donate button, and donate to our WeCare. Help us to help others. We want to do a disaster relief off in Louisiana. Um, I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Again, this is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for inner healing. Till next time.